Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andy. What's going on, dude? Happy Postmasters Monday morning. Postmasters Monday. (laughs) That sounds like a holiday for people in charge of uh, post offices. Welcome to Postmasters Monday. It does that that Monday where Postmaster Generals get off. Um, did real, you watch real, the real, Masters, real, Andy? I did real quick though, real quick about the post office. Well, the post office, the post office is still going to continue to exist in the next few years, right? Like, what's the I've, deal? Where are I we at? No, I have no idea. I mean, the the war on the post office was about mail in ballots, right? So I'm assuming that they're going to dial it back to just normal post office services. Re restaff and stuff but i but no, no even before that that's related to covid like because of cuts and mail's going to be slower yeah anyway I've, i don't know. I have no i have no clue who who does anything that's not delivered electronically at this point you you mail koozies rate and subscribe to this podcast which yeah you're right if you want to if you want two free koozies i put a couple in the mailbox today just rate and review the podcast. Leave your Instagram or Twitter handle. Do it, and you get two Do free it. koozies. Do it. That's a good quick plug right there. I did watch the Masters. I remember my boy Cutters. We, we had a dual Masters-Reds game on. And uh, I like. I think it's cool that you have a first ever in anything yeah. when, when those things happen. So You know, I, I like on, on our Masters preview show, I talked about how I always think about what is the storyline going to be? There's always going to be a storyline. And it's like, it always seems like some of these things work out perfectly. And I even said to Tug and on the show, I said, uh, you know, I really liked Sanjay M, but that was because he was around a lot of top tens recently. And I also said, I like the storyline during all the stop Asian hate that we get our first Asian or, or, you know, I, I don't know if like VJ Singh or anything like that. It's like t- technically, I don't know. But anyway, our first like proper Asian Masters winner. I had the wrong guy, but the storyline holds. And that, you know, for the people who followed my advice and bet on a non-American or a non, yeah, a non-American winner, uh, we made some dough. Hideki so, Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama. And I... You know, I know nothing about this guy. I didn't even realize until after the uh, round that he was like full on trans, like no English translator, Japanese. Yeah. Now, did you see today on Twitter? He's apparently in the Atlanta airport, just chilling on his phone with the green jacket draped over a, you know, a chair in the airport. He's catching a proper, you know, commercial flight flying home. I did not see that. Yeah. But, I don't know if it's been debunked, but it's a pretty great picture. So 
like the history. It's funny you bring this up because I actually there was an article. Got to do my normal plug for the Wall Street Journal. There was an article on I, I guess golf is huge in Japan and has been huge, yeah. like an article that had some numbers that were surprising to me. Japan has this because obviously it's not that big, but Japan has the second most golf courses in the entire world behind the United States. If 2000 golf courses, which that's a lot for that island. If you golf in Los Angeles, you become well aware very quickly how many Japanese folks love golf. Yeah. So I, I, I golfed on Friday with a Japanese guy. Yeah. So this is a long time. Basically, the article was saying it's been such a popular sport for a century and how this is a long time coming and what this will even do even more for the popularity of well, the sport somebody i forget who it was on the broadcast all weekend was saying that this is going to be worth a billion dollars to matsuyama that's how big it is like him becoming a master champion and then going back to japan endorsements yeah just everything he'll be a billionaire from it i mean that's a, crazy a billionaire that's crazy yeah i know that i know they kept saying that that was somebody's claim i mean i mean i think that you know whether or not that's true in fact in theory, it means he's going to be real rich from this. So, well, those guys to him, and it was awesome, dude. The end. How about his caddy going back after they took the the you know they take the flag off the stick for his you know for his memories and you know it's part of the tradition. But his his caddy going back and replacing the stick and then taking his hat off and bowing. It's pretty dope. So he only gets a little over two million. That's what people four don't day, realize. For four days of golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, look, I know, but the, the total purse is only $11.5 It goes back to the point of you're saying billion. He's going to see all that money, like most of these golfers, through endorsements. Which is, you know, when these golfers, like, you know, you remember the whole Happy Gilmore, check, like he's the last place he wants the big check with like 2500 bucks on it or whatever. It's like these golfers get paid great, like, the, the difference between finishing, you know, obviously it's not $2 million if you finish second or fifth, but it's like, it's still a ton of money. But the difference between him winning the Masters and all the endorsements that come from it, like, what a legend. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is great. Like, again, the, the sad, the sad part was it, it wasn't all that exciting. It got exciting for like literally, two minutes what he hit in the water yeah and then and then the other dude comes back and hits it in the water water. and we're we're right back and then um you know the whole weekend will zalatoris is like in the mix but on the final day no one really challenged him for for you know no one got closer than two strokes and that was for like a couple minutes well until the until the end until he safely you know till, till he did his safety dance on 18 just to make sure he gets in. You think Yoshi was watching? Probably. If he wasn't watching Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he definitely t- tuned in Sunday. And he's probably rooting against him because Yoshi is the most self-hating Asian man I've ever known. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Yoshi. Thank you, Yoshi, because I assume you are one of the many who helped us find a uh, vaccine for COVID-19. Yeah. I assume he was in some sort of testing, right? I'm I'm certain of it. I mean, we joked about that with him at one point. He was like, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> um, I just saw Yoshi posted on Twitter that like guys like 
walking tightropes in New York or something like that. Like I'm like, where is Yoshi? That's that's a that's a game show. Where's Yoshi? I told you, we, it, it's a reality show of Yoshi traveling the world. I mean, besides the answer, six feet behind Russell Peters. Uh, <laughs> where is Yoshi is a fun game. Kids game, too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe play it off, you know, with the Yoshi Super Mario Brother dinosaur. I don't know. Well, this is good. You know, Hideki Matsuyama, first Japanese thing. And now we've devolved into Yoshi, the Nintendo dinosaur traveling the world. Cancel, 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 canceled. I think we were already canceled when you didn't call VJ Singh a real Asian. I know. I, I <laughs> that's not what I meant. That's not, what I meant. not My, a proper Asian. That's not even what I meant. I just, I, meant, I don't even, I don't even know if VJ Singh's won the masters as everybody knows. I am not a, I am a new golf fan. If even that, so I don't even know if VJ Singh has won the masters. I don't know if other, you know, if other non-Japanese guys have won the masters. My point was, I have no idea. I, I was I got caught up because obviously he was the first Japanese winner. Yeah, he's uh he's from Fiji, by the way. And he did win the Masters. See, t- there you go. In 2000. So I was right all along. The question is, is Fiji in Asia. Yeah, I mean, it that's is. what I was going to say. That's yeah. the question. I think it is. But he's- I don't know. His nickname was, I didn't know this. Did you know he was nicknamed the Big Fijian? No, I didn't. The Big Fijian. Six foot two, 208 pounds. I guess that's Six big. foot two, 208 pounds from Fiji. Fiji. VJ, the Big Fijian. Sing. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good buffer right there. So, like, after you win, is he golfing? Like, like, how's it work? I don't, I don't know what these well, guys. Apparently, are. he's on a commercial flight out of Atlanta, connecting to O'Hare, then off to Tokyo. Is, is that is that, just, a, is that his flight schedule? I, I, you know, I mean, I can't believe you didn't see it. Today. It was, it's a meme though. Somebody was like, Hideki with the, been with the green today. jacket, you know, draped over a chair, is on my flight to Chicago. I'm assuming he's going to Tokyo. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's taking a couple weeks off. I'm sure he's not right back to the grind. I'm sure he has to go do every talk show in Japan, make a sign a million contracts and good for him. Yeah. I know. Oh, I see it now. That, that Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's great. Oh, my God. That dude, when he when he shows up, the, the the big question is, can Augusta National hook the guy up with a garment bag? Like, I don't even bring blazers low key out on flights. Give this guy, get this guy a wood hanger and a garment bag. The only reason anybody knows it's him is because he's got a green jacket with him. <laughs> I mean, he's got a Supreme bag. You know, I guess the Augusta National hat maybe gives it away but seriously get this guy a garment bag yeah the commercial flight thing is pretty funny also if you're gonna if you're just gonna drape the thing around the uh chair just wear it (laughs) just be just be green jacket guy i don't know i love the casual nature of it just draped like whatever 
he's like a dude who's flying back from a wedding. He's got his his sports coat. He got all smashed the night before. It's like whatever. I'm just he's, chilling. He's, and he's got the language barrier version of me wearing my headphones through the airport. He's just like, sorry, can't yeah. hear you. Good for him though, man. He's it was gonna... awesome. It was a, it was a fun tournament. Uh, Tug and I gave Tug and I gave some gambling picks. The the two people we built our foursome around didn't make the cut. So I guess as far as Tug and I's gambling advice goes, you know, can't win them all. Although I think we did give some other good give some other good picks in there. But our two our two lead dogs didn't make the cut. Yeah, rough out rough outing for our first golf podcast. Well, how like like that's got to be pretty hard to pick, right? Oh yeah, picking golf winners is hard for sure. That's what um, I'm saying, picking guys to make the cut less hard. So the thing I noticed most when I was watching the Masters, obviously, it, it's such a it's such a beautiful course. But I must say, Joe, I don't know if it was as green as the current Andy Ruther house. The lawn was looking very similar on yesterday which was sunday which ironically i use the sunday lawn care service to make my lawn looking on sunday making it looking so green and dirt balls if you haven't checked out this product yet i don't know why you're waiting because it is absolutely amazing and it's really helped me have a lush green lawn I've, i've impressed multiple neighbors even my brothers are complimenting complimenting me on it it makes taking care of your lawn so much easier. You simply just go to getsunday.com, put in your home address, and their free lawn analysis will take care of all the rest, all in seconds. They use soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. I can't recommend these guys enough. It's uh, it's easy, it's efficient, and it takes less than 15 minutes when they send you the, you know, the, I don't know, I don't know the technical term, the ingredients or whatever you need to put the fertilizer. Everyone's different, right? So let Sunday take the guesswork out of you, out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit getsunday.com forward slash dirty to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. Once again, that's $20 off your custom plan at getsunday.com forward slash dirty. And it'll be much cheaper than using a lawn care service. So I couldn't recommend these guys enough. You know, Andy, you joked about, uh, you know, your lawn being comparable to uh, Augusta Nationals. And I got to say, I do want to, as a new golf fan, I do want to weigh in on one thing. They, uh, you know, they talked all weekend about how the greens were like bowling alleys. It was so fast and they were so hard and so whatever. And uh, the obviously they take they, they take time and they take careful planning to to make those greens that way. But you could tell that they were brown. And that was because of them trying to make them so dry and so fast. And I got to say, with all this conversation about how, like, the players are changing and now they got to change the course and whatever, like, I think if the if the climate and the conditions call for it, if you're not playing in, you know, uh, Arizona during a drought or something like that, you should only be able to make the greens as fast as you can keep them green. 
Like that's a beautiful course. Everything lush with the flowers and the green grass everywhere. But every time you get to the greens, brown patchy spots, like I think you should be able to make your greens as fast as you want, but they have to be green. That, that should be the level. Why, why am I watching these guys putt on brown greens? Cause you got to make it harder. I think that's dumb. You want the aesthetics. Yeah. But also like, you know, the, like we talk about every sport, sports changes, these guys get better, bigger, faster, stronger scores are going to come down. That's just the way it's going to go. They're not putting, you know, they're not putting pudding in the Olympic swimming pool because they keep breaking world records. They're like, yeah, okay. The records keep getting broken. They're not like, Hey, Usain Bolt, you gotta, you know, you gotta run in a bathrobe. They're like, Break the world record. Like the scores are going to go down. Golfers are going to get better. Athletes are going to get better. Also adjust the course to make it harder. That's fine. Make the rough thicker, you know, uh, let the trees grow out a little more. Let them hang over the course if you want. But your course, like brown greens, come on. It's just, what year is this? I should be, I have a 4K TV. I want green greens. They're called greens for God's sakes. They're not called brown patches. They're called greens. I wonder, I would love to know. I'm a new golf fan, but this is my hot take. Your greens need to be green. I would love to know the maintenance. I would love to know the, the cost of millions of dollars. I know it's millions, but I would love to know how many millions to manicure and take care and treat Augusta. I'm sure I could Google it, but I'm sure I won't. (laughs) No, won't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. That's, that's my, that's my one hot take for the weekend. Give me green greens. Look, should live up to their name. Look, I'm all for green greens. So I, I'm not going to argue that point. Did you, Watch any of this Lakers Nets game that had Kyrie and Schroeder thrown out? I did. Yeah. Lakers, I mean, you got to say surprise win there. uh, uh, Yeah. And not a good sign for the things to come for the Nets that they're getting abused down low. Um, Obviously, that's not the story of the game, but Durant's back. Harden obviously out. But I mean, no AD, no LeBron. You get blown out at home. That's not a good sign of things to come for the Nets. No. And then, and then obviously we have the point guard beefs, which, you know, listen, 100% in my opinion on Kyrie Irving, like every player in the NBA whines about calls. Now the idea that Kyrie Irving got so like, into his face about it. And then we've all seen now, I think at this point, the, you know, the conversations we've got the closed captioning to what people think may have been said in the conversation and what set off Kyrie, which is very weird. So they both get thrown out of game and apparently Kyrie was set off because Schroeder dropped the N word on him. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, but not, but not in a derogatory fashion at all. I not mean, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, who are we to speak about what is or isn't derogatory about it? But sure, obviously, the conversation was not, you know, 
Schroeder wasn't coming with some aggression. He literally was like, yo, calm down. And then Kyrie flips out. Because he Ky- says, yo, calm down, N-word. Yeah. Kyrie tweeted, the N-word is a derogatory racial slur. It will never be a term of endearment, reclaimed, flipped. Never forget its foul and true history. Throw that N-word out the window right alongside all those other racist words used to describe my people. We are not slaves or ends. So obviously you and I are in a uh, a spot who, like, we're not black dudes. So, like, it'd be better to have somebody from that perspective on this. But I will say, I find this kind of ridiculous because we all know and we can assume that well, word there's is video there's video already of Kyrie, of using Kyrie it. saying it. sure and also I would argue that that word is said a lot in games and practices uh, when they're being social my, my point is this seems like a weird cop-out don't you think it just seems it just seems like a very weird I mean, I think it, I think more than anything, and listen, I'm not going to like, again, yeah, we're not the ones to speak on it, but it just seems very in line with what's been going on with Kyrie lately, where it's like this thing that probably happens to you all the time and probably happens to tons of guys in the NBA all the time in like total conversational manner is now something that you're like, this is going to be where I spin some social message portion. And now I'm skipping Monday's game over it. I'm getting ejected over it, but like, also like, why was Schroeder ejected? Like, it seems very, it seems like almost like the conversation that Kyrie brings up in the moment then leads to a referee having to make a decision about whether or not it's okay to say, which is very weird. It's just, it's like a very weird precedent that may or may not have been set there about like, now is this word completely banned in the NBA? Like is is it now an object? Is it an ejectionable offense to say Look, it? Because we both know that word's tossed around during the games. It is right. This this is why I'm so confused. Like, Kyrie, I'm not debating how Kyrie feels about the word. For the record, like I, no. I'm not. He can feel however he feels about that word. That's fine for me. But my point is, I think that word. Kyrie probably hears that word all the time. And, and suddenly so, when he's in an argument, it's like, no, that's my, don't, and, don't use it. And that's my point. And I, I don't, does it have something to do that Schroeder's not American? I don't know. He's still a black dude. Yeah. It just seems very in line with what's been going on with Kyrie lately, which is like everything, you know what I mean? Last year he opted, he opts out, you know, during, now, the, during the Black Lives Matter thing. Now he's like, what, what, like this is leading him to skip Monday's game. That's what I'm saying. Game. Now he's not going to play. Again, dude, your first job is a basketball player. Like you're being paid to play basketball. That that's got to come first. I mean, it doesn't have to come first at all. In my opinion, like okay, but but the like. That's fine. He's he can be more than a basketball player. He can be a person first and then a basketball player second. But my point is what he keeps doing in these situations is he's making his personal life part of his part of the basketball team. It's like everybody wants 
it to be separated. Like, yo, keep my personal business out of this. Keep my personal business out of this, out of sports. You know, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. What does my relationship have to do with it? What does my politics have to do with about it? Keep all this stuff separate. But then, you know, when something happens on the court and now you go like, I'm offended personally. So I'm skipping Monday's basketball game. But that that's my point is, is that your first, you can do both, do whatever you want. My, my point is you are your profession. You're getting paid to play basketball. And I'm, I'm sure when he, I'm sure when he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid to play basketball. So which, which, which is fair. If that's the case, I didn't know that was the case. If that's the case, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a Nets, it's a Nets going to be a Nets decision. Did not play personal reasons. I'm assuming they, that he knows that he's getting Dr. Game check for that. I'm assuming, but I can't say for sure. So I guess Schroeder got ejected for taunting because he waved after Kyrie got ejected. Okay. That's, that's where we are now. Yeah, it's pretty soft, huh? I mean, let me ask you something, Andy. From each each of these different incidents in the game, the final score, the way the game was played, and Kyrie getting ejected, the Kyrie aftermath. Does it hurt the Nets' championship chances? I agree. I think it does. I think I was shocked. I put that game on third quarter like Lakers were already up 16 and I go wow midway through the third quarter or something and I was surprised so I missed the ejection but obviously I saw everything on social media I that's that was my first thought like you said you're at home you still have KD you had Kyrie for a little over a half Lakers don't have AD, they don't have LeBron, and you're getting smoked. To me, that was not a good sign. And then one of the two guys you do have gets ejected and is now not playing because, you know, his emotions are still raw. His head head is clearly, you have two players of the three whose heads are not in basketball all the time. Kevin Durant is buried in his phone. Kyrie's buried in God knows what. It's always changing with him. And if your head's not there, they, they can't just sharpen that foot. It, sh- it also just it. seems it, it also just seems so easy to get under their skin. Yeah, there's no mental toughness. None. Which shouldn't surprise any of us. You know, Kevin Durant left to go to the 72 win team. Kyrie never did anything without LeBron. And so suddenly we're just going to pair them together and assume that it's going to work out. Yeah. Based on a history well, one, where it hasn't. One thing I think we can say for sure uh, in when you watch that game, and I know it's not the most popular opinion, and uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Kevin Durant's game. I'm less of a fan of Kyrie's game, um, but – no, no one really wants to give the guy credit. Everybody wants to, you know, shit on his style of basketball and whatever. But like, if the Nets had to start with having one guy of those three, they'd start with James Harden. A hundred percent. Yeah. They would go, listen, we'll start with James. And then which, which guy do we get next? 
I'm sure Nash feels that way. I'm sure Dan Tony feels that way. I'm sure the rest of the Nets feel that way at this point. He's the only guy that's not involved in all this nonsense. He's been how- their he's been their best player. I wonder what's going through Nash's head if he's regretting it all. Because he he's the for a first year head coach. God, me- what I would what I wouldn't pay for another like seven seconds or less book that takes place inside like the Dan Tony Nash conversations in the office every day. Well, that's what I'm saying. To me, Brooklyn Zoo. The Nets are Brooklyn Zoo. Yeah, that's what they should call it. Jack McCallum, where are you? Write this book. So for me, I would rather take on a team that's young and sucks. And you can lay the groundwork and maybe put your imprint on them. To me, this seems like a giant shit show 24 seven for a first year head coach with no experience. That's got to suck. Yeah. But also no one gets a pass anymore with the young team. So if Steve Nash takes over a young team and they go, you know, they win 25 games, but they show improvement. He gets fired. It's a, it's such a win now thing in sports that like, he's not going to, you know, like, he probably has to make an NBA finals in the next couple of years, but uh, he, I have a feeling he's got a little bit of a longer leash than if he was on, you know, if he was getting the Luke Walton treatment. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about this last episode, but the guy who played for the Nets for a couple of years, Paul Pierce, we got to talk about the stripper video. Yeah. Fired from ESPN. Which was interesting because ESPN claims they fired him because he posted the video. Did you follow the nuance of it? No. ESPN was very adamant about it wasn't someone else. It was that Paul was posting the Instagram live from his own feed. It wasn't that there was, you know, basically Paul Pierce is allowed to do what he wants behind closed doors. And if somebody had, you know, if somebody had posted it, posted it and said, like, look at what Paul's doing, and it's sort of a gotcha thing they wouldn't have. But because he embraced, he was just like, yeah, this is me. Yes, he was, hey, this is me playing poker with strippers and smoking a blunt. So my thoughts on this, I have two, I have two sides on this. First of all, is Paul Pierce not allowed or like, are ESPN employees not allowed to do that? Like what part of that? Nothing. None of that's illegal. Strippers aren't illegal. Cannabis is probably not illegal wherever it took place at this point. Poker is, you know, poker is the most illegal thing of, of the three. Um, so like conduct unbecoming of a ESPN employee. Also, what does that mean? We've got, I mean, Tarico still works there. Right? No, he doesn't. He works for NBC. Okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying. There's t- there's tons of there's tons of these stories of like the ESPN nonsense. Um, but at the same time, was Paul Pierce trying to get fired? That's what I think. I mean, they can fire him for that, Joe. Don't act like that. That's a, that's a you're putting it on social media. Like that's a fireable offense. If they want to make it fireable, they can fire you for anything. A company right. can they fire can, you for anything. Right. They can fire you for anything. My point is, though, like, what is the thing? What are they? 
What stance are they taking? We don't want ESPN employees can't be doing what? Again, the statement was very adamant about that he posted it. I'm going to pull it up. Because they wanted I, they wanted to make the distinction that he went out of his way. No, I understand. That's why it feels like Paul Pierce was trying to get fired. But my my point is also like what is what do they really have a problem with? They're like, listen, we can't have our employees on camera consuming drugs. If he was popping bottles like at a club, is he fired? If there's know. a bunch of, if there's a bunch of girls twerking around him at a club, bottle service girls slash, you know, like you know what I mean? I'm just saying the line gets really blurry. If he was consuming the drug of alcohol, which is also legal in a club and smoking a cigar, which is the drug of, you know, tobacco. My question is like, we're getting into a, a, an area where like as stuff becomes more and more legal and acceptable, are we allowed to fire people over? You know what I mean? I'm drinking coffee. There's a drug that's also legal. I agree. I don't know. By the way, I'm, why am I str- I'm struggling to find the actual statement. I, I when it first came out, I saw it. I'm struggling to find. I don't know. I, I'm doing a bad job right now trying to find it. But yeah, honestly, probably like if you want. And and again, I understand that ESPN can fire whoever they want for whatever they want. They can say we didn't like your language, we didn't like your haircut, we didn't like whatever. But my point is in this in this era where we're saying. All this stuff is okay. We're allowed to, you know, sex workers are just like you and me. That's their profession. Like all this stuff, it get it gets very, it gets very blurry about like, so then what am I getting punished for? Yeah. I'm not allowed to, if I work for ESPN, I'm not allowed to have fun. I'm not allowed to do all these things together. Again, I think Paul Pierce wanted to get fired. He was clearly acting out. I think most, most, uh, employees know that they shouldn't post this stuff on social media, wherever you work, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just saying we're going down a road where, you know, it's hard to hide behind. Well, he was using illegal drugs, but was he, where was this? If it was in New York. He wasn't using illegal drug. They just made it legal. So it is legal in New York. Yeah. I didn't know that. Especially if you're home. Yeah, now you can now you can possess up to three ounces, I think. By the Shit. way, flying to New York tomorrow. Just legalize it federally already. And, and also it. let and here's the most important part of the Paul, Paul Pierce thing. Let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You won't be missed. Mr. Shitty Pants, start a network with the Shitty Pants Gun Girl. Terrible take shit pants crew. He was he was cross the racial and political divide. 
you and poopy pants gun girl have have a poopy pants network where you discuss both sides from the from the viewpoint of people who shit their pants he was terrible he was the worst so he good riddance absolutely terrible like one of the worst analysts in recent memory yeah and he had such a problem with lebron because lebron used to always beat him and he would never give lebron due credit he was so bad yeah he was terrible he was the worst so i'm not a, i'm not upset he was, that he, he's gone he was the skip Bayless of espn yeah i'm not upset that he was gone that he's gone at all but again my point is like you know even i and i understand espn thing of you shared it okay but what did you have a problem with him sharing Cause like, I kind of want to put there, you know, that's the kind of thing where I'd like to. We know them, what they had a problem with. Yeah. But I'd like to make them answer that. So it's like, Oh, so you guys are anti-legalization. Are you anti-sex worker? Are you anti-gambling? Come on. You and I both know they can't answer that. Right. They can't answer it these days. They could answer it 15 years ago and be like, yeah, we're, we're anti all that stuff. I mean, this is the city, or this is the city. This is the company. By the way, those girls weren't necessarily sex workers. Strippers aren't even sex workers. No, but this is a company who... You guys, uh, are you guys anti-choreographed dancing? I mean, do we really want to go there with Disney? This is We're talking Disney. The, the, the money where they're taking... God knows how many shady countries and businessmen and corporations they're taking investments from so it is bullshit the moral should be legalize cannabis everywhere legalize prostitution everywhere even though these weren't prostitutes that's that's my take from it legalize it all so what you need to do but also buy forever paul pierce yeah so I, I really do think that they should they should have like the the you know the poopy pants like Skip and Shannon show. Who who's who's the who's you the other gun? You know the gun girl from like Kent State or whatever. I remember the, girl the gun girl. Kent, did she shit herself too? She shit her pants. Yeah. <laughs> when did she shit her pants? She shit her pants like a couple of years ago, and now every time she walks around anywhere with an AR-15 like strapped to her back, she's like, "Today I'm at, you know." Same at Taco Bell with the AR-15 and everybody's like, don't get the chalupa and shit your pants again. So she shit her pants and it was on social media that she shit her pants? Yeah, oh yeah, the picture of it. Like literally shit all over herself. Like all over? Yeah, bro, where have you been? I, what am I doing with my life? I know you don't got our Japanese masters winner in the airport. Like this used to be Mr. Social media guy. I'm su I'm surprised that you don't run at gun girls, shit pants or something like that. Where like the pants talk and like write their own tweets. I'm Googling it now. Yeah, I have. I'm telling you, I've spent way less time on social media. Clearly. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like boggled that like, her shitty pants aren't like an Andy Ruther burner account where anytime anybody like posts about, you know, curbing drug laws or something like that, your bots tweeting like poop, poop, poop or something. I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. This has been a thing for a minute. Yeah. And I'm just now finding out about this.
God, this girl's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's it, you know, it's her and Paul Pierce are missing one. Th- this is why they should have a show together. They're both missing the one thing in their brain that most people have. Once you publicly shit yourself, just take a, take some time away. Take some time away to yourself. Kyrie at least is like, listen, I'm going to take a day off. These guys both shit themselves. And they're like, yeah, let me keep coming out here with my hot takes. And everybody goes, aren't you the person who pooped themselves? So my uh, one of my nieces, she had a stomach virus at school. And I think she like diarrhea herself accidentally. Okay. But she's also a young child, right? Yeah. But they don't they don't use the word uh, fart. Okay. Who? Your family or the school? Just like like that, like my brother and his kids. I don't know for some reason they call it toot. So apparently, when she when she came home, when she was coming home, when when her mom was picking her up from school, she's like, "Mommy, this, this is so bad for you to be sharing on." I know it's so funny though. She goes, "Mommy, I toot pooped myself today at school." Toot pooped. <laughs> toot pooped is a new sharded. That's what I said. I said toot pooped is better than better than sharding. You toot pooped. What happened over there? I toot pooped. It's like the kid version of sharding. Don't worry, she'll never see this. If she can't say fart, she's not allowed to watch dirty. Sports. How old is she? She is uh, eight. Wow, it's a rough two poop age. It is. <laughs> it is rough age to be two pooping. Yeah, it is. You should have brought this up when. Eddie was on on the show. His closing bid is about his daughter sending off a sharding epidemic. Really? Yeah. How old's his daughter? I don't know, like five, maybe. I can't remember the last time I sharded. We've all been there. We've all been there. I knew a dude in college. He shot himself twice, like within a year. Just like shot himself. This dude, this dude would go hard with the booze and drugs. I'm like, dude, you shot your you shot your own bed twice. That's you gotta like tap the brakes a little, man. Like you're going a little too hard. Like one thing is sharding, but you're full-fledged shitting yourself in your own bed. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing thinking about it. I just need Jay. I just need Jay Lloyd to do the uh, poster for Cross Poop, the <laughs> the <laughs> political debate show between Paul Pierce and Gun Caitlin, Girl, Caitlin Poop Pants. Ah. Well, another non-poop NBA-related news: Alex Rodriguez and uh, some Mark, other people. Some other people are trying to buy the T Wolves. It looks like there's a some sort of letter of intent which is going on with the owner Glenn Taylor. Seems like A Rod's real desperate to get into the the uh, sports ownership game. He really is. That's how you know he has too much money. He's just buy- like, can I just buy a sports franchise already? The Timberwolves. I wouldn't want to go near them. Like, like, what's he doing, man? I mean, listen. It, it's one of those things. The basketball NBA teams are like real estate, though. And it, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna lose money buying the Timberwolves in 2021. 
by 2030, he'll have made a lot of money on it. I know, but dude, you live in Miami. You got to go to the cold. Like, not that he's going to have to be there all the time, but if, if you're going to be at one of the owners. He'll just go to the games, you know. He'll just go to the, when they play the Heat, he'll be in the front row in his T-Wolves jersey. He'll have a throwback KG jersey. No, I, he wouldn't wear a jersey. No, he wouldn't. He'd wear a suit and like reflective Ray-Bans. <laughs> He never takes off. I mean, I mean, they're a top five dumpster fire NBA organization, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think that's safe to say. Top five, right? Sure. sure. The Bobcats, the you know, the Hornets. So that's the, the 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 Bobcats Hornets has got to be right up there, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Say the Wizards. I mean, the Knicks certainly have done their part over the last 30 years. So they're looking at like terrible. The Kings. It's getting hard not to go. Yeah. To the the T-Wolves. They're still valued around like $1.5 billion. Yeah. So. I agree with you. He's desperate. I don't. I don't know what, what. Who was he? He was trying to get in on the Mets. Yeah, him and him and J Lo almost bought the Mets. From well, that's a that's a big drop off. You go from like a New York franchise to the Timberwolves. I mean, he sounds desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because you got so much money. I mean, owning a franchise would be cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. What's the drop off there? So if the Knicks are are the Mets, or sorry, if the if the uh, if the Mets are J Lo, who are the Timberwolves? This is like A Rod dating who next? He's dating Kesha now. Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> like he really dropped off. That's great. I like it. I don't know why she popped in mind, but like, what has Kesha done the last ten years? Yeah. Right. I like it. That's a drop off. J Lo to Kesha, it's a drop off. I always wonder though, was the J Lo thing real? I are, like, like I, I'm always quick to think these were things that are, are set. Aren't up. They, they're together though, right? They're just not getting married, or are they broken up? They broke up. Oh, they broke up because apparently he was cheating. Okay. Which again, I for me, all these things half the time I say this was all set up. They're smart publicity. They hype each other up. They help each other's profile. They're a power couple. And then it ends. There, I will never believe that Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers was a thing. I will never believe that. That's a prime example. Tiger Woods and Lindsey Vaughn. I just a lot of them. I say, hey, you know, it's it's good for show. It's good for each other. It's good. All that stuff. By the way, I brought up Tiger might have been trying to kill himself yesterday. You know, I was a little little Masters event watching. Cutter was furious. Nominating. Well, it wasn't just him. You know, there was there was a few people at his house that they weren't buying it. Nobody was buying it. But what? So what were the? Uh, what was the? Uh, what was the other? explanations for 85 no breaks there really wasn't any right 
But, you know, and it is a good rebuttal of Ruther. He was just driven off the cliff into the ocean. Right. Which is why I said, but also, listen, I, I, I don't think, I don't think if you're thinking about killing yourself in the moment, like, you know what I mean? Like if there's, there's a lot of ways, there's better ways to kill yourself. Even if you were going to drive off a cliff into the ocean, like that can always go wrong. Like, I don't think you put on his golf stuff and let, but like, you know, in the moment, the no breaks, it wouldn't be like, to, to be totally honest, it wouldn't be unheard of for a guy of his stature and success. I mean, Phelps talked about it. We talked about that on the show. Phelps talked about like he was thinking about killing himself post Olympics success. Yeah. You're like, bro, how successful do you need to be? I think every one of us has had a moment in our lives where you're like, Yo, what if I just jumped? Right? You never had that moment? What where, if I just jumped? Where were just- you? What if I just drove my cliff or what if I just drove my car off this bridge? I thought that the other day I was driving across the Ohio River. I was like, what if I just made a hard right? How's this going to play out? I mean, I'm dead, obviously, but I'd be lying if that thought didn't go through. My, I'm, by the way, I'm not trying to do that to myself. I want everybody to know, but I'd be lying if the what the what if the what if has never crossed your mind on some of these instances. Is this because I tell you to kill yourself all the time? <laughs> no, you really haven't I'm, said that. I'm, I'm very worried about you know, eventually this coming back to bite me. No, no, it, it, it won't. But your brother, Brad, like in a courtroom, your honor, I'd like to present this video of 7,416 times that uh, the defendant told my brother to kill himself on a podcast. Well, to be fair, I don't think you've really it's said just that. Me going, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. You don't really say that to me. No, it's more of like swingman nine. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's swingman underscore nine. My favorite thing is now, and I don't think I sent you the screenshot, but you saw, but you saw an exchange. Like I got, I got, you know, one of what's now probably like a twice weekly angry message from somebody that doesn't like something we talk about on our show. They now tell me to kill myself, which is funny. It's like, I mean, it's gotta be your, it's, it's so funny that you're so angry at me, but you're coming at me with my own catch catchphrases. Yeah, I mean that's some OG, dirty sports Joe Pranoisms. Do you think? Do you think like when Marv Albert was, uh, you know, he had his like scandal, people were really angry about him. You think he was getting messages that were like, Marv, I think that you should be, I think you should kill yourself, or like Marv, do you think? Do I think you should kill yourself? Yes. Like, is he getting is he getting his own catchphrases sent to him by angry fans? Probably not. I think my favorite part, by the way, Andy, of of uh, my my the death threats I get from our angry fans is and this gives me this gives me solace in knowing that I'm like still right in the middle. I have uh, I have just in the last couple of weeks gotten death threats for being woke. And I've gotten death threats for being, you know, a, 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 a stereotypical white male conservative trash bag. You're like, well, oh, okay. So everybody hates me. I'm just here in the middle. I haven't gotten any death threats, Joe. Just so you I'm know. Just, I'm just the fucking, I'm just a security guard in the last dance. Like, Yeah, I can probably say I've gotten none. Yeah. In fact, I even, I even saw somebody... 
somebody seems kind of worried about me in, in a call we might get to later. Speaking of calls, let's uh, let's. And talk I'm glad a- that you're getting none, Andy, because you're thinking about driving off the bridge into the Ohio River. So everybody, <laughs> stay polite with Andy. I'm not thinking. I'm just saying. I thought sometimes, you know, you're just like, you play the what if? You never play the what if game. I love the idea of somebody crossing the the bridge of the Ohio River and you're out of your car, standing on the edge. People are like, what are you doing? Just over here playing the what if game. Nothing to see here. Do, does your I've mind? Got my, I've okay. got my hazards on. Please go around me. You you don't ever think of like crazy things. Like sometimes when I'm swimming, I'll think like. Yo, they're going to lift the fucking crazy. They're going to lift something and sharks are going to come out like a James Bond movie and I got to go fast. You don't ever think stuff like that? No. You got you to gotta get an imagination, man. You never think crazy shit like that? Like sharks are going to come out into the pool and then I'm going to have to swim away from them? Yeah, like they're going to lift something and... Bro, you got no chance against a shark in a pool. I know I have no chance, but I'm just the mind might go, hey, they're going to lift a con, you know, some contraption like in a James Bond movie, which they've done in multiple. The Ohio YMCA Association has sharks hidden under, <laughs> hidden under their pools. Beachmont Racquetball Club. That's where I go, Joe. Unleash the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> my mind, but my mind's always gone places. Like, okay, whatever. Anyway, we could talk a little baseball. We'll start off with a call. Talking baseball. This is for you. Okay, let's do it. What's up, Joe and Andy? This is Devin Gombowski from up the Seattle area. So I had a quick question for Joe. I just finished watching the Mets game, and Jake DeGrom threw a fucking beauty of a game with eight mm. strong, with four hits, had 14 strikeouts. But the Mets couldn't get a goddamn run across the plate. And uh, it's ridiculous. as an earlier fan, it reminded me of my favorite pitcher growing up, Felix Hernandez. And I was just thinking, um, it seems like DeGrom is the new Felix Hernandez. It doesn't matter how perfectly uh, Felix or DeGrom pitches, his team just can't seem to squeak any runs across the plate. Uh, in the Mariners' case, they completely ruined Felix's career and never got him to the playoffs. Uh, was uh, top three in Cy Young voting three different times, one at once. Jake's definitely been the benefit of baseball realizing that uh, wins are not a pitcher uh, stat. So he's won a couple of Cy Youngs, deservedly so. Um, but it just, uh, it's just infuriating watching it. Reminds me of Felix. So just nobody get just that. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. I think it is a fantastic comparison. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember the, didn't, didn't Felix Hernandez win that Cy Young with like 13 wins or something like that? Um, yeah, he did. This this Jacob Degrom situation, and now people are like trying to debunk that like he doesn't get run support, but he's you know somebody's debunked the debunking and is now has an article about how he specifically doesn't get run support when he pitches his best games. But I mean, the other day he goes eight full innings. He gives up one run, but he also gives up one run on like, you know, he he throws a hundred mile an hour O2 fastball. And this guy puts it out of the ballpark. Let's like prop like, you know, gotta give props where props are due. Like, it's hard to do. That's the first time Jacob DeGrom's given up a home run on an O2 pitch in his career. What's crazy about DeGrom 
is that he keeps getting better. Like he's throwing harder than he's ever thrown. He's not young. He came up late. You know, he's converted shortstop. He came up late. He's really keeps hitting new levels that you didn't think possible. And the Mets just like, he's going to be a starting pitcher that makes it to the hall of fame, potentially without a hundred wins. That's insane. I, yeah, I haven't in my lifetime seen anything where a guy gets this lack, this little run support at such a consistent level. Because it happens all the time. All the time. It's very frustrating. And, and, and the Mets have had some decent teams, you know, during his run, they just don't support him. And he, he like, He'll leave the game. It's it's not like, oh, you know, the Mets are up 2-1 or 2-0, and then the bullpen blows. I mean, that's happened plenty of times. But, like, also, he'll leave these games losing. Like, he had no no chance of winning that game when he left. The best he could do was a no decision. Or, actually, the best he could, you know, and the worst he could do was a loss. Um, But, like, to throw, to throw... Essentially, not even one bad pitch because the guy hit a good pitch and take an L. It's insanity. Mets need to fix their lives. Did you see the play at the plate on the Phillies Braves game? Yeah. Goes back to the same thing I've been saying about replay forever. Who gives a shit what you called on the field? Watch it for the first time. Do you, now, make do you a think- call. Do you think now I was again we were all we were all hanging out, me and some buddies, so we were watching that live. Do you think he could have touched the plate? Like, like I'll be honest, like it's tough. I mean, they showed it obviously so many times, but I'm thinking it looks like he didn't touch it, but also is there a chance he touched it? Well, I think you know, it goes back to what I said, which is I think that they say he could have touched it. And we called him that he touched it, so then it sticks. As opposed to if they had called him out, it would have stuck that he was out. Do you agree? If they had called him out on the field and then they challenged it, he would have stayed out. Yeah. This is the problem with replay. Sure. Right there alone. If you think he got called safe after replay because he got called safe before replay, and you think he would have gotten called out if he had gotten called out, before replay that's the problem with replay who gives a fuck why are we doing this why are we doing replay if the call on the field matters if the call on the field mattered i don't need replay i'm challenging the play because i think the call on the field was wrong so now look at it that's why i think though i think the replay person should be like you know we always talk about robot umps Forget it. Like, I think I think the replay thing should be like, you know, some some sentient being that like is just kept in like a, you know, a glass case and it just wakes up to look at plays and then it goes back to sleep. It has no context whatsoever. It's just like I saw no evidence that he touched the plate. Therefore, he is out. And then the eyes shut down again. Like, I don't care 
with some human who we have already decided probably got it wrong, which is why we're challenging it, thought in the first place. And if that's the case, then don't have a replay. We love, these sports leagues love to sit on the fence. You can replay it, but it has to be like clear and convincing evidence. Why? Why? What does that have to do with anything? <coughs> yeah, I don't know. That Yeah, I mean, that one looked, from all the different angles, it, I, I didn't really see a viewpoint where he did touch the plate. It's it's a mess, man. It should be like a jury. Like it's you know, the jury has no idea of the evidence and the just show me what happened and I'll tell you what it is. Did you hear about this story but when it was in the news before you being here? Like f- forget what the fucking umpire said. What, show me what happened? Oh yeah, he didn't he didn't yeah, he didn't touch the plate. Well then he must be out. That's hey, listen, I'm gonna leave that up to you guys. I'm just telling you he didn't touch the plate. Maybe so when he's he, out. Maybe when he was sliding. He was thinking in his head, hey, if they lift the plate, a shark's going to pop out. Yeah. So I got to go around it. Open your mind, Prano. Sharks, they're everywhere. The replay official, Paul Pierce, gun girl. Three people now on the show who have shit their pants. And my niece. And your niece, four. She toot pooped. You know, we can we can call it any kind of funny term we want. That'd be a good name of a band, the Toot Poops. Yeah. Right? The Toot Poops and the Maytals. I'm, the Rasta I'm, band. I'm all for it, man. Yeah. It's the sound that my poop makes when it goes in my pants. Legalize it. I just made a let's get stoned playlist. It's pretty good, by the way. Yeah. What's what kind of stuff's on it? I mean, I'm all over the map, dude. Did you make it while you were stoned? No, it actually wasn't. It's, you know, everything from rap to Bob Marley to Tom Petty. I mean, it's just like all over anything involved, anything involving songs talking about weed. But then I was like, you know, I'm like, like picking out the weeds the other day, doing some yard work, just relaxing. And I'm like, I can't be playing this shit too. Cause some of it gets vulgar. And I have like a speaker. This is, this is where the sub- suburb life. Comes. I was like, I don't want the kids next door here. And Andy's stoned mix, you know, these are my problems now. I don't want to rub off. Yeah. Your neighbors are like, oh, were you talking to were you talking to Andy down the block? Some kids like, yeah, he was telling me that he dresses up like the Easter Bunny and thinks about killing himself all the time, but he didn't play any music with foul language. So that's good. Okay, I'm gonna go to my room now. <laughs> Stop twisting things. Stop <laughs> twisting things, Frano. God damn it. You and your twist. He was gonna drive off the Ohio Bridge in the Easter Bunny costume, but the only thing that's keeping him alive is this King Island season pass. But all the music was edited. Okay, go into my room now. By the way, Twerks really wants to hang out. We should. Okay. Speaking of Kings Island, he. We, we oh, had, when 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 you're in LA. Yeah, we Twerks. had text. We had we'll text hang exchange with, we'll hang with Twerks. 
go drink some claws over at the uh over at the savage town pool twerks wouldn't be the first time three guys that definitely don't live there drank at the pool no twerks is going to be graduating law school in like a month love it our little man's growing up it's grown up and i heard i want his business card so i can call him when i get arrested after he uh passes the bar i think he'd be a great uh legal legal expert for the uh dirty sports podcast or for deshaun watson he needs one oh yeah yeah did you read that? Did you read that thing I sent you? It's long. I did. I did. I read it all. So ESPN, I thought it was a good in-depth expose. I don't know what you want to call it, but in-depth reporting on the Deshaun Watson. It was one of the lead stories, at least on the ESPN homepage. I thought it was good because it shows the accusers. It shows people who stood up for him. So it gives a little more detail. I think we can both agree. He's definitely, he's definitely got some problems. Like, like he, he definitely at this point. I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a I mean, that's lightly putting it. Yeah, I, it's, I, lightly I, putting, it's, it's almost dancing around. It's the point. I don't want, I want to make it clear that we're not. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, it, it, it's clear it, at this point that he tries to get masseuses to handle him sexually. Yes. So, so he is, he's a predator. It clearly, I mean, it look, it looks pretty clear to me at this point that he's a sexual predator. And he gets these girls via Instagram. And you have a whole group of girls who say he didn't do anything to me. But what, what to me, that's neither here nor there because it seems like this all started relatively recently. Yeah. And he is booking massages from women who are estheticians. So, you know, they do more of, like facials and those sort of things. And he's like, Oh, it's cool. And he's got, he's got his moves, right? The towel, which is basically a cloth over his junk. Yeah. I will say, and I said this before, we do have to put some sort of, you have to put some sort of self accountability on if he was creepy to you before you don't go back. Well, there's the one person in there who said, right, that like she didn't engage. She kind of told him it was wrong. And then like he didn't even remember her. Yes. And like reached out, whatever. And then was like, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to deal with that again. And then he was like, all right, bye. Yeah. But she was like, I will massage you, but I'm not dealing with that again. But and then he was like, no. But there was multiple ones who say they go back and I'm saying, I understand that there's threats from him or whatever, but you can't, it does, again, it doesn't excuse what he does by any means, but also you have to take some sort of accountability. If he sexually assaults you or does something inappropriate the first or second time, why are you going back? No one's forcing you to go back a third time. Well, I get. I think the argument on some of their behalfs, besides the ones that seem to be like, yeah, I was just doing it because he didn't do anything to me and I didn't like it. But like, you know, we could use the money, which is fine, whatever. Um, and then and then also if they didn't if they didn't go out and say, hey, like he did something to me, like if they just answered questions from somebody who was like, hey. Uh, 
you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to the people who come forward, like it's hard to be the, the woman who does it like five times with them. And then was like, Hey, I have this thing about Deshaun Watson that I need to get out. It's obviously these stories and the number keep going up to 21, 22, 23 or whatever, because somebody got the ball rolling and then people are hearing this and be like, yeah, just FYI, he did that shit to me. I, I'm not pressing charges. That's the whole other thing. People are like, why aren't these women pressing charges? It's like, seems like a lot of these women were like, not going to do anything about it until somebody was like, Hey, your name's in this list of people that he IG DM'd about a massage. Did anything happen? They're like, yeah, it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's all like, what's the gain here? Or like, what's the, you know, why somebody's telling their, their story. But the other thing is, like you said before, it seems like there's at least a little bit of evidence to him, like trying to hang it over people's heads. Don't talk. Sure. Your reputation, no, for, my no, reputation. There, there is, there's definitely him strong arming women as well. He, he, what's fascinating about the article is I like how it breaks down the timeline of it'll say a date. Well, the only thing he had to do that day was take a COVID test with the Texans. And then he's scheduling massages with a flight attendant who didn't have a license and he's bringing these girls in, or he even flew a girl in one of the women that they talk about. He flew in from Atlanta to Houston and he's doing a lot of charity work in the middle of all this. So it's a lot of like, he set himself up that he's such a good guy. And then behind closed doors, He's doing all these creepy things. It really is Bill Cosby kind of ask the image yeah. on the outside, which for the most part, he had an impeccable image. Yep. And then behind closed doors, he is being forceful, being aggressive with these women with massages. And at this point, he has no trade value from everything I've seen. Which I got to say, I was thinking about that this morning. Deshaun Watson's a really good quarterback. Everything that we know about the NFL is they don't give a shit. He'll get four games one day. Nothing else will ever happen to him. We'll, we'll, you know, the broadcasters and everybody involved and the Jersey sales and whatever, the same way we do with big band, like we'll just, we'll just pretend it never happened eventually. So there is, so some team, and I'm just saying some team should trade for him when his value is hella low. Because eventually, six months from now, when the NFL does the NFL wiping of somebody's thing, they're like, hey, here's the deal. If you guys mentioned this during the broadcasts, uh, you don't get football anymore. And then they go, okay, well, I guess Ben Roethlisberger is the Longtime quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's overcome so much in injuries, and he's the face of the franchise. Like, I, if I were some team, it's it's gross and it's reckless. But if you know it's gonna, it's either it's either gonna be you or somebody else. Somebody should trade for him right now. Yeah, at the lowest value. Sure. What are you gonna take? You gonna take three weeks of people getting angry at you? Not to mention the the brainwashed fans around the world who like the second he's a 
you know, a Philadelphia Eagle, Eagles fans are like, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, you haven't gotten a hand job for a fucking masseuse. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. You're a cancel culture. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So fucking do it. Oh, yeah. He, he, I mean, he, do he, I want him on my team? No, I don't. But I'm saying some teams should do it. Well, it's true. He's too good of a quarterback. And with the NFL's history, there's, there's, I, there's just no, I'd be shocked. There's no way they're suspending this guy more than half a season. There's no way. I'd be shocked. There's no way. I think the NFL just lies. They say, oh, we're conducting our own internal investigation. What does that even mean? Right. What does that even what, mean? What that means is we're burning all evidence we can find of this and making it harder to ever convict any of our players who have any sort of popularity. Yeah. I wonder what Dabo thinks about all this. Remember when Dabo, remember when like Deshaun Watson and Andre Hopkins, all these guys were like defending Dabo. Now you got to wonder what that was all about. Yeah. I guarantee he's got a quote. Okay. This is from March. Deshaun like, Watson with good guy. Good guy when I coached him. Good guy when I met him. Been a great player in the NFL. Love him. Play for me anytime. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. This is from March showed, 20. Showed no signs of any of this behavior when he was here at Clemson. I think he should have stayed at Clemson forever. You know, if I could have had him five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, this never would have happened. Just saying, should we should college players be allowed to have 12 years of eligibility if you don't want them to become rapists? So that's what I'm saying. Also, uh, Q is real and ONN is my favorite network. Pew, pew, pew. This, and it, I would appreciate it if the dirty sports guys would stop talking about poop, poop girl's pants. That you know, she just too too pooped. You know, it's hard it's hard carrying around an AR fifteen all day without pooping your pants. Have a little respect. This is a pretty great. This is pretty like classic. Dabo Swinney, he said, "We are disappointed to see his name in the news and all that is going on." Look, I love Deshaun Watson. He's like a son to me. This is yeah. how I love him. As far as all that legal stuff and all that, that will all take its course and all that stuff. We certainly can't speculate or comment on any of that stuff. Wow. And then he goes on to say, but I can tell you, but all I can tell you is that I've known Deshaun since he was in the ninth grade and that he has been nothing but exemplary in every area that I've ever known him. Three years here as a player, I think I had a chance to yell at him one time because he was five minutes late to a team meeting that he overslept for, and that is it. That is the Deshaun I know. I can only base my thought on my experiences with him, which have been wonderful. Again, I love him like a son, and we will just have to see where everything else goes from there. I'm just saying I know Deshaun Watson since he was in the ninth grade. All of my experiences with Deshaun Watson have been nothing, and his family have been nothing but pleasant experiences. Now, flip side of the coin, I've known the mainstream media my entire life, and they like to create all kinds of controversy to sell ads and do all this stuff. So who are you going to trust? you going to trust me or are you going to trust the mainstream media who's trying to brainwash you? I mean, those quotes are amazing from him. I love him like a son. Yeah. Dev was also the guy who's like, you should never get money, but I want to get raises. Yeah. But I love him like a son. Fuck my son. I'm getting paid. 
You want to do some dirt ball calls? We got time for also, a couple calls. Also, I, I don't want to take full responsibility, but we did have uh, members of the Clemson training staff whose job it was to uh, get up in there. That was, uh, we, you know, if you know anything about our training staff, they wear t-shirts and it says on them, get up in there. That's one, that's one of our trainings, training staff's, uh, mottos. So, you know, uh, it can take it to me and what you want, you know, but, uh, a lot of our players that work really hard, got sore upper groins and lower grundles. And we, uh, we just say that's, we say it every day. We say get swampy out here. Death Valley, get up in there. Uh, let's get to some calls, Joe. But before we do that, I want to remind all the dirt balls that we have uh, a great partnership going on um, with the SA company who make amazing multi use face shields. So if you're going to go hunting, if you're going to be outdoors, skiing, surfing, golfing, you name it. The SA company has all the protective gear you need to brave the elements and explore more every day. Their face shields are UPF 30. They're going to protect you. They're lightweight and breathable. They're the perfect piece of protective gear for your next adventure. Joe, I think it'd be perfect. I'm going to be dealing with a lot of hot days this summer at Kings Island. I think one of the SA face shields will cover me perfectly, don't you think, from all that? The elements. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Keep you, you know, protect you from the sun, you know, keep you, you, you know what you could do with these things, which I've noticed I, I do on a hot day, get, get them a little damp, put them in the freezer, get them cold a little bit. Keep it, keep it chilly. I yeah, like it. They're great. This I is going to be, a, this is going to be a King's Island staple for you. Oh, for sure. They got so many great designs guys. And uh, listen to this great deal. Stay protected outdoors because right now you can get this insane deal. If you buy one, you get four free. That's $150 value for just $24.99. Just go to safishing.com forward slash dirty to get five face shields for the price of one, plus a lifetime warranty and free returns if you're not satisfied. That's safishing.com forward slash dirty okay we can bang out a couple calls hotline is 310-359-8365 we'll start with uh we have a call about tug and the masters Ooh, i like it hey brewster hey Prano. this is nathan number one wisconsin dirt ball calling in because brewster is uh ripping on home depot for oh, hold on he left two calls Ripping on Home Depot. Did he not like that? Well, well he's giving me a suggestion. Okay. We can play this. Uh, poor service. They're low-quality service. And I just got to say, uh, Ruther, you should really start checking out Menards. Uh, you, you're a fellow Midwest guy. You might be. You should be familiar with Menards. Uh, Menards Incorporated, they're another uh, home improvement chain. They're more central to the Midwest. They're not national. They're just in the Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio. Um, we're as far west as Wyoming now. We're as far east as like Kentucky, uh, right around there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I happen to work for them. So, you know, full disclosure, I work for them. But, uh, Menards is not only quality service, but quality products. You guys, you and the, the Dirty Sports fan, the Dirt Balls, everyone go check out Menards. All right. Bye. 
So, so my dad would go there sometimes. Okay. The only problem with Menards, I've never been. There's not one close. It's like 30 miles still. Got it. Where like the Home Depot and Lowe's are five miles away from me. So basically what your response is, get a Menards in greater Cincinnati. Well, there, there are there are two, but they're not near my side of the town. In in whatever the opposite of greater is, minor Cincinnati. Get one near the east side. Get one near Anderson Town. Get one on the east side. That's what I was saying. Yeah, just get one on the east side of town. Let the east side Menards. But I guess I'll play his first call. It was something about, did you know, it's something about how Tug was setting up the Masters. Maybe this is okay, based on your it. guys' episode. Hey, Ruther. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, Tug. This is uh, Nathan, number one Wisconsin baseball. I'm uh, giving you a call because I just have to, we have to talk about Tug uh, being able to just tell his wife and his kids to, to go away for a weekend or go away for a day and let him watch the Masters alone. I mean, that is just, Talk about a boss move. Talk about a loving wife, loving husband, wife. That is just incredible that he's able to do that. Tug, good for you. Happy for you. Uh, I liked the bonus episode, guys. Um, stay dirty. So, yeah, Tug, so, so Tug basically asks that his wife take his children and leave, or at the very least take his children and like avoid the area on Master Sunday. Um, but he also, you know, claimed that this is basically the one time that he, this is his one time pull card that he uses is master Sunday. And also that he immediately has to respond by like, like the second the jacket gets put on, he has to like take the kids to the park or something like that. So it seems like a pretty, like, yes, I agree. Boss move. And also he was even, he was even feeding it to us as a boss move being like, but it's the only time I do it. And I immediately have to, so he, I, I, I don't think he wants it coming off. Like he's a boss. I will he say he though, want, I don't think he wants his wife being like, Oh, so the dirt boss think you're a boss, huh? No, I've told Tug this. I don't know his wife real well, but I can tell she's really chill because she understands that he needs his sports or his guy time. And, and she'll give that to him. And I've always told him, I was like, dude, I don't even really know your wife, but she seems really cool about that. I, I think to me, that's a problem in a lot of relationships that the spouses don't. I, I think it's important to have your time with your friends for both people to do that. That's if I would give any dating or relationship advice, that'd be one of the top things I would do. And I would say that's what really helped my parents stay together for almost 50 years was that like. Walt went bowling. My dad had bowling. My mom had like her walker group where she would do the half marathons and they would do their own thing. And yeah. So like if there's any girls out there who want to date me, you got to give me my guy time. So just know that. And then like, I <laughs> What's he's like, listen, he's like, listen, once a week, I'm going to go to Kings Island ride coasters alone. <laughs> and if, and if you don't let me, well, I'll drive off the Ohio Bridge. <laughs> Wait, what? What kind of relationship are you asking for? I'm just saying, if I don't get my coaster time, I will kill myself. Hey, man, I I, I got a supportive. Now, put on this bunny outfit. It's <laughs> we got some. We got a show to do. 
should we play a drunk call of someone defending me? Sure. I mean, he's so lit. He left two calls. You need defending? No, I think he's just like worried. Like, he's worried about you. He left three calls. Jesus. Oh boy. Let's just play one of these. So listen, I've heard a lot of talk about how like people are worried about Andy, but like, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like he's handled it pretty well. Like, I actually may or may not be a little bit drunk and have left couple of different calls that I fucked up the message on, so please ignore those. But, I mean, trying to reconnect with family and do all of that shit and trying to, like, center your life, like, people are worried, like, dirt balls are worried about him, but listen, dirt balls solve problems by, like, binge drinking, smoking weed, and screaming at the TV about their sports team, so, like, who are we to judge? <laughs> about how people handle serious problems in a healthy way. Like, at least Andy's trying to reconnect with his family and do something for, like, his nephews and shit, right? Like, right? This is amazing. I feel like that's it, right? <laughs> anyway, that's it. I realized I went over a minute, so I'm going to stop this shit now, but, like, yeah. I, I hadn't heard that one. I wonder if this guy's going to listen to this whole episode and be like, I wonder if my call got on. And in the middle of the show, when you're like, I'm standing on the Ohio Bridge the other day going, maybe I should just jump. And he's going to go, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have said that thing about let Andy be. Maybe Andy does need to. Maybe we do need to be concerned oh, about Andy. I, lo I love his verbiage. Uh, by the way, thank you for the call. I know it comes from a good place, but I have to laugh because you say, reconnecting like i hadn't seen my family in 20 years yeah. like andy's trying to reconnect with the family that he would always see for at least two or three times a year he's he's reconnecting the first two calls were funny because he kept saying i know you're handling things as good as you can he didn't want to say the words because your parents thought like it was funny to me when i heard it, it was like he just didn't want to say like you're handling it all things That's very nice of him no it is it is nice and uh Hey man, I, I, I binge too. I, I, I did an edible bonanza on uh Friday and Saturday. So what's an edible bonanza for you look like? It, 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 two of the five mils? Just yeah, basically. <laughs> Surprise you over here. But by bonanza, I just mean like, you know, got stoned and yeah, watched a movie. Like a taco bell. No, I made homemade taco. Dude, I got I got pretty stoned on on Friday. I purposely cooked a bunch of tacos like from scratch and uh, I found myself in the shower at 1am. I was like stoned out of my mind, taking a hot shower and it just hit me. I was like, why am I in here? And I was like, cause you're baked and you wanted to like feel the water on your face. Yeah, man. And you were like, but what if a serpent comes out of the, <laughs> Oh, I've thought about that too. Like, yeah, you never thought about that too. Like, you're taking a dump and like a snake will like creep up from the toilet. I and mean, attack maybe, your when at, maybe when I'm in Australia, that's, you that's never, something you got to worry about. For real? I don't know. But literally, every story that's out of Australia is like, watch out when you're putting your gas in, mate. <laughs> be a gator in there. Well, Brandon, I know you have a uh, a time constraint, so let's. Slight one. Uh, Do we have we have any more? Do you have, did you have one more call you needed to get to? 
I got a twerks call. Yeah, sure. Let's do twerks. We talked about him earlier. Uh, Aaron Maharis here again. This is probably my third call in the last like two weeks. This is the most I've ever called the show uh, in my lifetime. Uh, I think it has something to do with all the driving I've been doing lately now that shit's finally opening back up and you know I've been going back and forth from work. Anyways, uh, on my drive home, I thought of a question. It's not sports related, but I'm driving behind this little Prius right now. And it's a, it's a self-made business, I'm assuming. And the slogan on the back of the car says, AAA batteries delivered and installed. And I'm sitting here thinking about this fucking car and this business idea and just thinking about, you know, where did this all begin? Because this is a god-awful business idea. I mean, who the fuck needs AAA batteries? First of all, delivered, uh, let alone installed. I mean, if you can't install AAA batteries into whatever device you need them in, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Fix your life, you know? Uh, shout out Brano. But uh, anyways, I'm just calling to ask, you know, what are the worst business ideas that you guys have ever uh, encountered in your personal life or, or have seen or dealt with? And uh, go from there. So, yeah, I'd just love to hear from you guys because I know there's some god-awful ones out there and any any that you've personally seen or, or encountered. So, love to hear from you guys. All right. Take care. Later, fellas. That's a pretty bad one. Wait, wait. So their business is delivering and installing AAA batteries. I gotta imagine that there's some sort of, uh, you know, lost in translation mix up here. I'm assuming they're talking about car batteries, like AAA car batteries. I don't know if like they're AAA certified car batteries or something like that. Like there's no, like no one needs you to change the batteries in their remote control, right? Like. There's just no way. If that is the business, Twerks is right. It's the worst business of all time or the best. I don't know. Like if, if anybody ever calls, I'm like, yep, I got your AAA batteries. Point me to your TV remote control. I Nope, nope, nope. You guys go into the other room. I got this. That's got to be the worst business idea. When you of come time. back out here, you'll be flipping channels. Just don't even worry. And honestly, don't even think about it. Don't even, I don't even want to tell you how it works. Don't even cloud your mind with it. Whenever this TV remote starts to go light, you give me a call. I'll be here to take care of it. Ba I got to imagine it's car batteries though. Yeah. Cause batteries are so cheap. Yeah. Who's that person who says to themselves, Hey, I really don't feel like driving to home Depot right now to pick up some batteries. And that guy's like, that's why I'm here, man. Yeah. I will deliver and install. I will take your remote, open it up. It's just a guy who once went to Costco and has 200 AAA batteries. And he's like, I just realized, you know, I buy everything at Costco and I bought these. And I'm like, I'll be dead five times over by the time I use 200 AAA batteries. I don't think there's a worse business idea than that. But it's got to be car batteries. That's my opinion. I don't know any off the top of my head where I've saw, seen something and said, wow, that's a terrible idea. I, I'm sure I just, I can't think of one right now. Right. Yeah. You know, what, what was, what was in uh office space? Don't jump the conclusions, the mat. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that his business the idea? Board game. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
All right, guys. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline and that is our show. Follow us on the Twitter sphere at the Dirty Sports. Same for Instagram. You can rate, review, subscribe, and leave an iTunes review. You get some koozies, like I said. I might just show up personally. Who knows? Maybe that's my business idea. I'll just show up to your house, hand you two free koozies, drive right back home. I'm at the stand this Wednesday. Uh, the stand NYC. You guys all know it. Famous comedy club. You know who was there last night, Andy? Dave Chappelle. I've heard of him. Dave Chappelle was there on a Monday. Joe Pran- on a Sunday. Joe Prano on a Wednesday. It's just the way it goes. Uh, if you guys want to come, you can go to my Instagram. You can go to my Twitter. You can go wherever. My my link is everywhere. Go to my Facebook. Go to my website. Uh, Joe Prano at the stand, 7 o'clock Wednesday. Please come to the show. Uh, otherwise, follow me on all things social media, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano and everything else. Um, but I'd love to see you. We're trying to bring comedy back to New York. Dave started it. I'm, I'm just trying to do my part. Yeah. Jokes. Jokes. Uh, delivered and installed. Perfect. All right, guys. That's the show. We'll be back in a couple of days. Have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.